You're listening to a North Valley Community Church podcast. For more information and resources, visit us online at northvalleychurch.org. Thanks, buddy. Good morning, North Valley. How's second service? That's what I thought. Awesome. Yeah, Pastor Ryan and Leslie and the family, they are in Arkansas. That's how you got to say it, you know, Arkansas. Uh, anyway, yeah, his little sister's getting married, and so I'm glad to be with you here this morning. I serve as an elder here at North Valley, and uh, as some of you also know, I'm also a pharmacist. She's probably going to come talk to me about her co-pays after service. I don't know. Yeah, so that means I do drugs. I mean, I dispense drugs all week long. I'm a pharmacy manager for, for Walmart down in Santan Valley, about an hour and a half down that way. But uh, that's what I do way down there, huh, Ray? Way, we drive along, yeah. And so that's what I get to do all week. And so, you know, as a pharmacist, I could never open my own pharmacy because then I have to call it Randy Deals Drugs and that, you know, yeah, that wouldn't, I would attract all kinds of patients that I did not want, right, at my pharmacy. But it is good to be with you this morning. Um, And we're going to laugh some more today because today the message is about laughter, and so it is really good medicine. It's right out of scripture. It's by God's uh, divine design. And so to get us started, watch these couple videos real quick. Ha, 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 ha,
don't even need teeth to laugh, right? I just noticed, I've watched that video so many times, I just noticed it went from youngest to oldest, but anyway, yeah. Laughter really is good medicine. So go in your Bible or go in your Bible app to Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. This is my life verse. Some of you know me on more of a personal level and you know that about me. Um, I love to laugh. It, is, it, it really is good medicine. And we're going to see right here from scripture this morning. And so Proverbs, as some of you might know, that was written by Solomon and uh, it's the book of wisdom. And there's all kinds of wisdom in the book of Proverbs. Let me set this up for us a little bit. And so Solomon begins to tell us here that our inner life affects our physical well-being, that our, our psychological condition affects our physical condition. A healthy attitude fosters good health, but a, a depressed spirit ruins health, and how a, a positive and a, and a healthy outlook on life brings healing, whereas a depressed or dejected outlook can bring unhealthiness and lifelessness. And so he says in Proverbs 17:22, I'm going to read it from the ESV, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Other versions of the Bible say, like in the NIV, it says a cheerful heart is good medicine. Uh, a happy heart is good medicine and, and a joyful mind causes healing. Being cheerful keeps you healthy. It is a slow death to be gloomy all the time. In the message, which is, which is a, a paraphrase, not a, not a version of the Bible, but it says, a cheerful disposition is good for your health. Gloom and doom leave you bone tired. It is so true, isn't it? Earlier in Proverbs, if you go back to Proverbs 15, Proverbs 15, 13, Solomon writes, a glad heart makes a cheerful face. That's like when people say, I'm so excited or I'm so happy. And you're like, yeah, tell your face, right? It's right here in scripture. A glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of heart, the spirit is crushed. Proverbs 15, 15 says, all the days of the afflicted are evil, but the cheerful of heart has a continual feast. I'm all about a continual feast. Some of you are gonna be doing that tomorrow, right? When you're barbecuing and getting together. Proverbs 15.30 says, the light of the eyes rejoices the heart and good news refreshes the bones. Literally in the original language there, that word for refreshes means makes fat. Like it, it refreshes the bones, it makes us healthy. And so what we see here is that God is the author of joy. He's the author of cheer and gladness and, and happiness. And specifically today, I wanna talk about what I think is one of the funnest elements of that is laughter. I want to talk about laughing and how we should do more of that. God loves our laughter. He, he created laughter. And you can even laugh in church. Some of you already have this morning, right? I mean, shouldn't people be breaking down the walls of North Valley to get in here and see what all the fun's about, right? What all the joy's about, what all the, what all the laughter is going on. Laughter really is good medicine. And so, Let's define laughter right off the top here, right? This definition I think is great because even the definition itself cracks me up. Laughter is defined as this, to express certain emotions, especially mirth or delight, by a series of spontaneous, usually unarticulated sounds, often accompanied by corresponding facial and bodily movements. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I mean, 
The definition even makes me laugh, pun intended. When we laugh, our body performs rhythmic, vocalized, expiratory, and involuntary actions. Some of you ladies know what that's about. 15 facial muscles contract and there's electrical stimulation of what's called the zygomatic major muscle. It's the muscle that extends from, from each cheekbone down to the corners of the mouth. It, that's the muscle that raises the corner of our mouth when we smile. Currents of varying intensity, it says, produce a wide range of facial responses. The, the respiratory system is upset by the epiglottis half-closing so that air intake occurs in irregular gasps rather than calm breaths. Under extreme circumstances, the tear ducts are activated. Some of you know what that's about. So that while the mouth is opening and closing and there's a, there's a struggle for a sufficient amount of oxygen intake, the, the face becomes moist and often red. Noises often accompany this odd behavior. Ranging from, and I quote, Controlled snickers, escaped chortles, and spontaneous giggles to ridiculous cackles, noisy hoots, and uproarious goofaws. Right? So true, right? Well, then there's a couple of guys, Tripp and Tyler, I found this video online. They have categorized the different laughs. So as you watch this, I want you to figure out which one you are, okay? Check this out. Hey, Tyler. What? What do you do when you see a spaceman? I don't know. You park your car in it, man. It's funny. Yeah, why aren't you laughing? I said that's funny. Yeah, but that's what you do when you can't even muster up a courtesy laugh. I don't know what you want from me right now. I don't know. Maybe just a... <laughs> that's not really my style. I'm more of a... <laughs> oh, I'm kind of a... not rolling on the floor laughing. Why would you lie about that? That's what that means? I thought it meant really obscene fart laugh. No, it doesn't. Wait, did you? <laughs> Some of you saw yourself up there, I know. That is by God's grand divine design. I mean, laughter is an amazing thing. It's, it's powerful. It's a powerful medicine. And it's free. There's no copay, right? No prescription required. And so we need to laugh more. We, we, here's what I believe. If you can laugh at it, you can live with it. 
If you can laugh at it, you can live with it. And if we learn to laugh at our problems in life, guess what? We will never run out of things to laugh about, will we? Teresa of Avila, a Spanish nun, she said this. She said, she who laughs, lasts. She used to look for novices who knew how to laugh, eat, and sleep. She believed that if if they ate ate heartily, they were healthy. If they slept well, they were more likely free of serious sin. And if they laughed, they had the necessary disposition to survive a difficult life. There's an old Jewish proverb that says, what soap is to the body, laughter is to the soul. Abraham Lincoln even said, if I do not laugh, I should die. One unknown author said, love may make the world go round, but laughter keeps us from getting dizzy, right? I mean, sometimes all we can do is laugh, right? And we need laughter, more laughter in all of our relationships as well in our marriages, in our homes, with our families, with our extended families and our children and our our coworkers and and at our church as well, in our neighborhoods. And so how do we do that? How do we develop a sense of humor? How do we have a more joyful heart like scripture talks about? Well, I see three biblical ways. Number one, if you're following along in your notes, look for laughter. Look for it. Search it out. You will find it. Look for the funny in life. And it's way more than just looking at the bright side, like you'll hear people say, because Solomon also wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one and four, he said, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to laugh. No matter what you may have heard or how you were raised, it really is okay for Christians to have fun and to laugh. I mean, even Jesus was criticized by his enemies for having parties with sinners and hanging out with tax collectors. And he believed, though, it was okay to to celebrate at weddings. I mean, Jesus was the one making the good wine, right? I mean, he knew how to have a good time, to enjoy the hospitality of his friends. And so our joy and our laughter is a powerful witness to unbelievers. In fact, we read in Psalm 126, in Psalm 126, when the Jews were Uh, They had come back from captivity in Babylon. And here's what it said. It said in verses one through three, it says, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. When was the last time somebody looked at your life or or how you respond to crisis or how you respond when something's going wrong in life and they looked at how you responded and the joy that was still in your heart and said, man, God has done great things for him. God's done great things for her, for that family. Laughter and joyfulness and, and singing and shouting are such a great witness for us to those who don't know Jesus. I mean, studies show, you might be visiting North Valley today. I don't know. You could be our guest this morning. People will not, will not come back to a church when everybody's all, hey, welcome to North Valley, you know, all long facing, right? They won't. I mean, who could blame them, right? But it's okay to laugh. Laughing's good for us. And even in church, of course, Solomon's telling us here in Ecclesiastes, though, there's a time and a place for it, Right? I mean, maybe not at a funeral. I mean, I don't know, but 
I've been to some where there was some laughter. But the point is we need to intentionally incorporate laughter more into our daily lives. Here's some tips for you. Hang out with people that make you laugh. Hang out with people that make you laugh. My wife is hysterical. I mean, some of you know her more personally, but she always says all the time, man, God gave me a sense of humor because Randy, he knew you like to laugh and I like to make you laugh. And she does. I mean, like I told this story first service one time. So my wife's, you know, she's half Italian. And so, you know, one of her favorite set of movies is um, the, the Godfather, right? The trilogy, we own it, right? One, two, and three, right? And so one day I come home from work, long day shift, and, and my wife's love language is, is quality time. Honey, would you watch this movie with me? And I'm like, oh, you know, no, I don't want to watch this movie. But I do, right? And so we're sitting there, and I don't know if it was number two or number three or whatever, but it's the scene where, if you know the, the story, where it's the big ball and the big banquet, and they're celebrating the baptism of whatever, the daughter or something, I don't know, some Catholic thing, and everyone's all dressed up, and we're sitting there watching the movies. Pretty soon, Dina gets up. She's gone. She went upstairs or something, and, which is typical, right? Hey, honey, would you, would you like something to drink? Yeah, I would. And then she goes, and then like an hour goes by comes back and she looks at me. He's like, oh, you want, where were you? Oh, I, did, I emptied the dishwasher. I did a load of laundry and you know, whatever. That's a whole nother story. But she goes upstairs. She comes back. I, first thing I look, you know, we're watching the movie. It's the scene of the big ball and the big banquet. Here's Dina walking down the stairs in this long formal gown and jewelry and her hair all up and high heat. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm a Corleone. I'm going to the ball. I'm like, no, you're not. You weren't invited. Like, you know, anyway, she makes me laugh all the time. Hang out with people that make you laugh. And we laugh loud and proud too. When Dina and I go on a date night, I always, if, we, if, it, if it's a movie, I like to choose comedy. I mean, I like to laugh. She's more into the other stuff, you know, the thrillers and the sci-fi or whatever. I love to laugh. I, I have been in theaters. I have been at Harkins laughing so hard, people get up and leave and go to the next show, Right? I, we laugh loud and proud. Read funny books and comics or greeting cards or, or follow blogs of funny people to make you laugh more. Watch cartoons or comedy TV shows. Some of my favorite movies are like Patch Adams and Sister Act and um, Happy Feet. I love Happy Feet. Like I own those movies, right? They're not the movies for the grandkids. They have their, but those are like, those are mine, right? Love those Watch or listen to stand-up comedians, clean ones. Some of my favorites, like Shonda Pierce and Brian Regan and Jeff Allen. And when Dean and I go on a road trip, we don't turn the music on. We get the phone, plug it into the speaker system, put on Pandora, and we listen to the clean comedy all the way, like just laughing. It's so healing. My wife says this, what are you feeding your mind? Because what you feed grows. So we choose laughter. We choose comedy. We love it. Sometimes you got to use props. I mean, sometimes things will get stressful at the pharmacy and I'll just slip this on and, right? I don't make an announcement. Like then people start cracking up like some of you did, right? I mean, Red Nose Day was just this Thursday, right? I mean, they've raised over a billion dollars for children or whatever, but just sometimes you got to use props. So I'll pull out my Red Nose. I have had this thing for so, it's probably, they probably shouldn't culture this thing because I don't, I don't know what's up in there, but anyway. Um, I also have my friends, 
they came to church with me today? Yeah. Right? Some of you, these are mine. Like, these aren't my grandkids. These are my toys, right? And they'll sit up in my closet, you know, like, Papa, can I, can we play? No, those are mine. You have your stuff, right? All right, this one, he's, he's hysterical. He, like, he's, oh, oh, he goes on. I mean, he falls down, rolls over, cracks up, laughs, turns around. I mean, he just goes on and on and on. And if, if, if I'm having a, a, he's still going, a rough day, I just get out my Elmo's, get him, right? Some of you were laughing at the video. We have no context whatsoever of what they were laughing at, but we're laughing. Why? It's contagious, right? No. Shh. It's my sermon. I'm kidding. Right? Share jokes with each other. I love jokes. Good, clean jokes. Like, did you hear the one about the, the woman who went to the doctor with her husband? And uh, she accompanied her husband to the doctor's office. And after the checkup, the doctor talks to the wife and says, hey, I need to speak to you privately. Okay, honey, you go wait in the car. So the doctor talks to the wife and says, "Um, if you don't do these few things, your husband will surely die. She's like, oh my gosh, doctor, what do I need to do? He said, number one, each morning, fix him a healthy breakfast and send him off to work in a good mood. Number two, at lunch, take time, make him a warm, nutritious meal and put him in a good frame of mind before he goes back to work. He said, number three, for dinner, fix an especially nice meal and don't burden him with household chores. And number four, satisfy his every whim. Wife goes and gets in the car. They're driving home. Husband says, well, what did the doctor say? She said, you're going to (laughs) die. I must be a Weezer. Did you see that? (laughs) Or did you hear the one about the country preacher? He decided to skip church one Sunday. And this is not for those that aren't here today. I'm just... He just, this preacher, he decided to skip church once and head to the hills to do some bear hunting. As he rounded the corner on this perilous twist in the trail, he and the bear collided, sending him and his rifle tumbling down the mountainside. Before he knew it, his rifle went one way and he went the other, landing on a rock and breaking both of his legs. And that was the good news. The bad news was the ferocious bear charging at him from a distance and he couldn't move. Oh Lord, the preacher prayed. I am so sorry for skipping church today to come out here and bear hunt. Lord, please forgive me and grant me one wish. Please make a Christian out of this bear that's charging me right now. Please, Lord. At that very instant, the bear skidded to a halt, fell to his knees, clasped his paws together in front of the preacher and began to pray, dear God, please bless this food I'm about to receive. (laughs) Right? Oh, laughing is so much fun. Follow funny people or organizations. There are so many great people on Facebook and stuff like Church Curmudgeon and Christian Hipster and Bitter Blue Betty. They're hilarious, clean, funny stuff. You can get something sent to your phone every single day. Start the day off laughing. Because what we saw here in scripture is that our outlook on life has a huge impact on the outcome of our life. We read there in Proverbs 15, 15, all the days of the afflicted are evil, but the cheerful of heart has a continual feast. And so it's time to laugh more. Now, I'm not not talking about be more positive in the power of positive thinking. I'm talking about the joy of the Lord should erupt out of us way more often. 
Job said in Job 14.1, man who is born of a woman, which is essentially everybody, <clears throat> is few of days and full of trouble. So scripture promises our days are gonna be full of trouble. Some of you know I love Medea. Medea said, if we already promised days full of trouble, why are we gonna add more trouble to the trouble we're already promised? Right? Truth. So look for laughter. Number one, look for laughter. Number two, take a daily dose of laughter. Take a daily dose. Do you know that a child laughs 400 times a day on average? An adult, how many times? 15. 15 times a day, which is puzzling since laughter feels so good and it's so good for us. If you know the story of Norman Cousins, he used to say that laughter is so beneficial to our body, it's like inner jogging. Man, I'd rather jog that way. Amen? Right? It's better on the knees. I mean, the story goes, he healed himself from a, from a, a deadly disease, a chronic disease with laughter therapy. When he got the bad news, instead of going in the hospital and doing all that stuff, he sat in front of his television and he watched like the Three Stooges and all that stuff over and over and over and laughed and laughed and laughed and lived another 26 years. Only God could do that. I mean, listen to all these benefits of laughter. This is the pharmacist medical hat coming on here. Laughter is a stress reducer. It's an immunity booster. It's a heart helper. It's a confidence builder. Listen, it, it stimulates our entire body. Some of you know you've laughed so hard, there are parts of your bodies that were affected. It boosts our oxygen intake. It releases endorphins in our system. You know what endorphins are? That's our body's own natural happy pills. It's our, our body's own natural painkillers. It makes us feel better. It increases our immune system. It's God's prescription drug. It promotes heart health. It helps us stress less. It's a natural stress reliever. It's a tension dissolver. It's, a, it's an antidote to anxiety. It's a muscle relaxer. It's, it's like life's shock absorber. It increases our connection with each other too. Victor Borg once said, laughter is the shortest distance between two people. And listen to this, laughter burns calories. Not one amen on that? I mean, I'd rather burn calories like that, right? Shaves, saves the gym membership, saves all the injuries, right? I just got a new shoulder. Um, it boosts our mood and our confidence. It lightens our load. It fosters a positive home, work, or church environment. Um, it was Charlie Chaplin said, a day without laughter is a day wasted. It boosts our creativity. It improves our memory. Some of us need that. It helps us get through difficult times in life. I mean, the deals, my family, we're, we're hysterical. Like, we're just funny people. Me, my brothers, my sister, my mom and dad. I'm going to show you a picture of them later. But, I mean, it's how we cope. Like, we'll be in hospital waiting rooms laughing. Not to be disrespectful. Like, you know, I moved here in 2001 with my family to plant Rock Point Church down in Queen Creek, one of the first churches we planted. We've planted many more since, including North Valley. Um, and it was the one-year anniversary of Rock Point Church being started, 2002, it was February. And uh, uh, to come out for the celebrate, my parents came out and my aunts and uncles and all my extended family to come celebrate with us. And then my dad had to fly back that Sunday night to get back to work. My mom and dad owned a grocery store. My dad started in this grocery store at the age of 16 as a bagger while he was in high school. 
then went full-time, then became the manager, but then he bought it, and then my mom and dad ran it, and so Better Buy Market in Stockton, California, that was the store. And then gotten robbed, you know, a few times over the years, but this particular time, it was February 14th, Valentine's Day. We affectionately call this in my family the Valentine's Day Massacre. They came in, two guys, with guns, put guns to my dad's head, to his, co- his worker's head, They took all the money out of both tills and then began to viciously shoot my dad and his worker just out of cold blood. And um, my dad ended up in the hospital. He was in a coma. One went through his gut. One went by his head. Um, It was bad. I mean, there were two trials. I mean, it was bad. So in the hospital now, week after week after, I mean, my dad's on a ventilator, right? He's in a coma. I'm flying back and forth to visit. And it was about the 10th week and they were going to try to get him off the ventilator, you know, extubate him, get the breathing tube out. And so my mom and my little brother were in the room when this was happening, and I'm in the waiting room with the rest of my family, and uh, they got the tube out. He was breathing on his own, yay God, you know. And so my mom and my brother came out, and they said, they did it, they, he's extubated. And my Aunt Jeanette, sweet old Aunt Jeanette, she's hysterical too, she said, well, what'd he say, what'd he say? And my brother went, <laughs> everybody's laughing. We're cracking up. Other families in the waiting room, they're laughing. I mean, it's how we deal. Literally, pun intended, deal. This is how we deal with stuff. I mean, we put, my fam- we put the fun in dysfunctional, like we really do. Like we love to laugh. It has been proven. There's a Norwegian University of Science and Technology study that showed people that laugh and have a good sense of humor cut their chances of death by 70%. Joyful people live longer and live healthier. And we didn't even need science to prove that. God did that. And here's what's so amazing. All of this modern science just reinforces what the Bible has always said. The more you laugh, the greater your chances of good health. Proverbs 14.30 says, a tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. And remember, we read 1530, the light of the eyes rejoices the heart and good news refreshes the bones. I mean, don't you just love that? God has said all along, a joyful heart is good medicine. And you can see that in people's eyes. Laughter really is good medicine. So number one, look for it. Number two, take a daily dose. And number three, follow the creator of laughter. Follow the creator Psalm 2, 4 says, he who sits in the heavens laughs. God laughs. Sometimes he's looking at us when he's laughing too. He laughs. I mean, have you ever seen the face of an orangutan? Look at this picture. Like God made that. Like that's hilarious. God thought that one up. Like Maybe it was towards the end. You know, I don't know. Like, he was worn out. Like, he's like, this is hysterical. Yeah, just give him that face. I mean, and he created us too, right? I mean, we want to be more godly. We got to learn to laugh. I mean, the New Testament is loaded with passages showing us that when Jesus walked this earth, he had a merry heart, he had a cheerful disposition. He was funny. And it came directly from his father. So in, this, in the book, In the Footsteps of Jesus, Bruce Marciano, he said it like this. I love this. 
Yes, Jesus smiled. He said, yes, Jesus laughed. He said, Jesus smiled wider and laughed heartier than any human being who has ever walked the planet. He says he was young. He radiated good cheer. He was a, Jesus was a man of such merriment, such gladness of heart, such freedom and openness. He proved irresistible. He said he became known throughout Galilee for his genuine strength and the sparkle in his eye, the spring in his gait, the heartiness in his laugh, the genuineness of his touch, his passion, his playfulness, his excitement and vitality, his joy. He said Jesus made a dazzling display of love. He, he set hearts on fire. He was an elated, triumphant young man with an incredible quality of life, so different from the solemn religious types he constantly encountered. I mean, I don't know how you see Jesus, but Jesus was witty and funny too. I mean, let me share some of these stories from the scriptures with you. It was literally Hebrew humor. See, we read this stuff and we don't get it because we don't have the context. But to them, when you get the proper perspective, you go, oh yeah, I bet they chuckled when Jesus said that. Like, like in Matthew chapter seven, he's talking about don't judge others, right? And then he says, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but you don't notice the log that's in your own eye? Like that was funny. They probably chuckled. In Matthew 19, he's talking to his disciples and he's saying to them how, you know, a rich person can't enter the kingdom of heaven. And he says, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. I mean, they probably imagine that like, yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Like, mm, right, that ain't gonna happen. He, he, he said the Pharisees were swallowing camels even as they carefully avoided slurping down the mosquitoes. He, he made fun of the religious leaders because they, they washed the outside of their cups before drinking from them, but they left the inside soiled. He, he pointed out how ludicrous it was when he was casting out demons. They said, oh, you're doing that by the power of the demon himself. You're like, no, that don't, <laughs> yeah, whatever. That doesn't make any sense, right? They asked him, Jesus, you don't think you're greater than Abraham, do you? He goes, yes, I do. Actually, I'm God, right? Boom, right? And then in Matthew chapter nine, I want you to have a different perspective of how he interacted with children, right? He rebuked his disciples. No, let the kids come, right? I imagine they were sitting on his lap and tugging on his beard and laughing with him and joking with him and, and having a good time. They were children, I imagine them smiling and giggling and laughing with him. I mean, when Jesus was here, he drove the Pharisees crazy with this stuff. I mean, no wonder they wanted to kill him. No wonder they did kill him. And then Jesus, what? He rose again on the third day. Boom. Right? Hashtag, I'm alive, right? I mean, he was the joy giver. I don't think he walked out of the tomb. Okay, it's the third day. Where is everybody? Oh, hey, hey, ladies. Oh, I'm here, I'm back, right? So why do most renderings, why these, these visuals we have, you and I, of these paintings of Jesus or pictures of Jesus that have tried to portray him, they're all solemn and sad, and, which he did have those moments. We know that from scripture. But here's how I see Jesus. 
smiling, right? Here's another one. Just, yeah. Having a, that's probably when the kids were climbing on him. I don't know, right? There's another one. Just laughing. How do you see Jesus? The root of his laughter was his joy, the joy of the Lord. If you have that, it should be showing up on your face and in our laughter and how we look at life, and we should be sharing it with others. Many of you, that first video I showed, we didn't know any context of what they were laughing at, but we're all laughing. Why? Because it's contagious. It's our best witnessing tool to unbelievers. Thank you, Jesus, for turning our mourning into laughter. You know, part of our discipleship and our sanctification is we need to laugh more. We need to be more like Christ. Find the funny in life. Have fun. Laugh more. Spread some joy. Look for laughter. Take a daily dose of laughter. Follow the creator of laughter. I mean, for me, it was my destiny. I mean, look at my parents. That's where I probably got the red nose idea from. from Right? And then there's one of me too, just goofing off with the red nose. Yep, there I am. Right? God created laughter. He, He created your funny bone. We need to be more intentional about tickling it more often. You know what I'm saying? Someone once said there's three types of people in the world, those that can count and those that can't. Oh, nobody got that? Come on. Courtesy laugh, please. Right? No. No, seriously, there are two kinds of people in the world. Some of you, you wake up in the morning, you're like, good morning, Lord. And some of you wake up in the morning and go, good Lord, it's morning. Right? Which one are you? I hope after today it's going to be, good morning, Lord. Let's do this. Right? Let's do this day. Right? We're just saying this morning, this is the day you've made. Like, let's do this. I mean, as Christians, as believers, we should be the happiest people on the planet. The Bible says there's a time to laugh, and I'm saying to you today, the time is now. Let's laugh more. Let's sing louder. Let's shout louder. Let's smile more. Let's let the joy of the Lord come out and show in our body. Right? It's contagious. It's a choice. Amen? All right, let's pray. God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for this simple truth today, God, this simple reminder that we need to, we need to laugh more. We need to look for laughter. We need, to, we, need to, we need to take a daily dose every single day, God. And we need to follow you. Jesus, thank you for being our, our greatest and most perfect example And how you were so cheerful and smiling and happy and such a great sense of humor. Thank you for that example, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. To become a supporter of North Valley Community Church, give online today at northvalleychurch.org.